Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study, only about 13 or so minutes each day, though, seven days a week, keeping us in God's Word. And that's important for our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. Help somebody in your life by sharing these short studies with them every day through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, with family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. Help get them into God's Word, help them grow in their faith, and maybe get to heaven. What a great blessing for them and for you. So start sharing today with everybody you can. We're going to get back into our line of thought and study. We're talking about, of course, in the more general theme, we're still looking at this series talking about heart problems or heart troubles. And we're talking about, not again, that, that organ within our body that pumps blood throughout the, the, our, our, our circulatory system every day as long as we live. We're talking about the basic morality of us or the basic mindset, the, the value system, our, our soul. We're, we're talking about you know, who we are, basically. With all my heart, somebody says, and they may clutch their fist and and pound their chest. That's not their heart that they're talking about. We're talking about our mindset with all of what, all of the, the value system, whatever goodness we have, that's what we're talking about. And so we've looked at a whole lot already of different problems of the heart. We've talked about hatred, laziness, gossip, worry, unforgiveness, ungodly pride, and in this particular part of our study, we're talking about harsh judgments, hypercritical fault finding. And boy, that's a problem in our culture today. If you don't think what I think, then you are to be destroyed or punished. You are to be castigated. You are to be somehow hurt because you're supposed to believe what I believe. Well, who said that? Well, I... I I, everybody knows I'm right in what I believe. What I believe is the right thing to believe. Really? Well, why do some people disagree with you then? Well, they're, because they're wrong, because they're stupid, because they're, they're you know, hypocrites, well, because they're, they're uneducated, dummies, dummies, you know. What? Because they're mean, because they're hateful. What, what about you? Because all that kind of language sounds pretty hateful. All that kind of language seems pretty, yeah, pretty hypocritical. You're condemning somebody, and you're acting in the way that you're condemning them. You see, it, it's, it's difficult for a whole lot of people who are harsh in making judgments. And boy, our culture is filled with this today. We are bombarded with it all of the time, every day. If you don't think like I think, then you are no good. I've even, I've even heard of people who some particular person in public view, maybe someone in government, maybe someone in, in, in media who they don't agree with, and then that person gets cancer, diagnosed with cancer, and they may publish something on in, in social media that says, I hope you die, or maybe they end up dying, and, and they may publish in social media, good, you deserve to die. Now, 
that's ugly, that is horrible, that is hateful. And that person or those people who make such judgments need to understand that. They need to come to reality that they are the ones who need to change their heart because their heart is corrupt in making those kinds of statements. Well, so we talked about some people who are quick to judge. They're looking for reasons to judge somebody. We talked about how in our culture today, in public settings, people in public view, people are looking for fault in their lives. They're dissecting the history of those persons' lives, trying to find something <clears throat> something that they can put forward as being bad. They're trying to tear them down. That is, again, using a, an old Southern expression, that is real ugliness. And it really reflects on the people who are trying to find those kinds of things fault in the other people. Hypercritical fault finding, trying to tear other people down. Now, righteous judging is proper and needed, but it's within a framework of righteous judging. You're not looking for something wrong in somebody else's life. You're not trying to parse all of their words. You're not trying to dissect the way they, they look at you, the way they carry themselves, their body language, the tone of their voice, every single word. Well, what do they mean by that? What could they have meant by that? No, you know, see, righteous judging is simply responding to an objective reality. That person told me a lie. That makes that person a liar. They lied to me. Now, that's you understand that because you know that what they said is a lie. It's falsehood. Or, you know, that person, they did something to me, against me. They hurt me in some way. Okay, intentionally. Okay, that's objective evidence. But when somebody's just trying to find anything anything that they can twist around and present as a charge against somebody else to tear them down in the eyes of others. That's harsh judging. That's hypercritical fault finding. And actually, it becomes hypocritical judging. It's unrealistic to make the statement, you shouldn't judge. Now, a lot of people will say that. They will take Matthew chapter 7 and verse 1, where Jesus said, judge not that you be not judged. And they miss the real point that Jesus was making because they're not paying attention to the immediate context in which he made that statement. He's, he's trying to get across, do not judge hypocritically. He uses an illustration that's pretty stark there, pretty graphic in imagery. He says, you know, you look, you find a speck in your brother's eye, and you're trying to pull it out when you've got a telephone pole sticking out of your own eye. He says, first, get that telephone pole out of your own eye, and then you can see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye and help him along the way. Now, is he really talking about a literal speck in someone's eye and a telephone pole sticking out of somebody else's eye? No. He's saying, you are finding fault in somebody else you know. You're trying to point out their faults. You're trying to correct them in their faults, while you have a worse problem or maybe a whole series of problems that are worse than that fault that you're finding in that other person. 
He says, first, before you start judging that other person, putting him down and trying to, trying to tear him down in the eyes of others, you take care of your own problems. You, you take care of those because they're glaring, much more glaring than what you're trying to point out in the life of somebody else. And then if you really care about that person, then maybe you can sit down with them in Christian love and help them see where they need to make a change in some way or another. So Jesus is not saying, don't ever judge. He's saying, do not judge hypocritically. Do not be harsh in your judgments unnecessarily. Don't be hypercritical in trying to find fault in somebody else. James addressed this general principle in James chapter 2 and verse 13. He said, for judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment, James 2 and verse 13. Now think about that when somebody is, is tearing somebody else down. What, what unnecessarily, probably most of the time. They're not trying to help the person. They're trying to tear them down. James says, judgment is without mercy to the one who has shown no mercy. Mercy triumphs over judgment. We're supposed to be reflective as true followers of Jesus Christ of God's love for us. We're supposed to be reflective of his love for us in the way we live our lives and exhibit love to others. We're supposed to be reflective of his righteousness in the way we live in righteousness. And we're supposed to be reflective of his mercy and grace in the way we extend mercy and grace to others. Remember when we studied about unforgiveness, the person who is unforgiving cannot expect to be forgiven by God. Somebody teaches a person before he points out and attempts to correct the problems in the life of somebody else, that that person should first recognize and correct the problems in his own life. Now that's counsel that's wise and godly. Somebody comes to you and says, you know, let me tell you about so-and-so. Now, that, that could be gossip right there, and that's another one of those heart problems we talked about. But there are occasions when we need to stop the person and say, wait a minute, you're criticizing this person for such and such? Do you realize that you're doing the same thing you're criticizing him for? Or do you realize that you have problems in your own life that you really need to be paying attention to and trying to correct before you're criticizing somebody else for their problems in their lives? Once he has given proper attention to his own problems, he can be more effective in helping others in their problems. Jesus did not say in Matthew chapter 7, verses 1 through the next several verses, he did not say to not notice problems in other people's lives. He did not say to ignore those problems, leaving that person to suffer the consequences. His instruction was to effectively address one's own problems first, and then he can give attention to helping others with their problems. But understand, helping other persons with their problems not trying to destroy them because they have problems in their life. 
A parallel text is found in Luke chapter 6, verses 37 through 42. Now, in the next verse, going back to Matthew chapter 7, in the next verse, Jesus says, do not give what is holy to dogs, nor cast your pearls before swine, lest they trample them under their feet and turn and tear you and turn and tear you in pieces. Now, obviously, Jesus is saying we have to make judgment calls. Discerning who would properly be identified as dogs or swine, well, that requires judging. But you see, not everybody who makes a misstep or messes up in a word or in some way you interpret his body language being offensive, not everybody who commits one of those perceived, perceived insults should be considered as a dog or a pig. Now, we have to make those judgment calls, but we have to do it righteously. And our, our mindset, our heart, ought to say, I want to help that person get better. I don't want to put them down. I don't want to destroy them. I don't want them, I, I don't want to, you know, just cast them in a, in a horrible light in the, in, in, in the eyes of everybody around them. I want to help them get better. We'll look a little bit deeper next time. Let's pray. Father, help us to have the right heart. Help us to exhibit the right love, the right mercy, the right grace. Help us to reflect you in our lives and help us to help others in good, productive, positive ways. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.